Ihawaiians, welcome to Ihaw Ihaw Show's brand new season. And this is season 2, episode 4, entitled, What's Roasting? Hot, Hot off the, the press. Erasmus Mundus. Unong bigo. Untikan ka na mapulol. Kahit ni rehearse pa. Hindi pa rin kaya. How are you guys doing? I'm Jill from Vancouver, Canada, and my co-hosts are... Uh, Nihao. Uh, my name is Red from Shenzhen, China. And I'm Roes from Auckland, New Zealand. Kiora Koto Kotwa from Aotearoa. And you're in oh, South yeah. Korea right now? Parang Little Miss Philippines yung part na yun. Yeah, Arif, how do you say good morning in South Korean, in Korea? Well, they just say "annyeong aseyo." Annyeong Everything, say. yeah. Even goodbye is "annyeong aseyo." Yeah. So, do you guys have any updates or shoutouts today? How about um, you, Roif? Ako, wala. Yeah. <laughs> wala. Ako na lang. I just, I just want to promote uh, the small business of our former housemate. Oh yeah. Um, his name is. Um, Benson, and he, he launched his uh, small bakery, uh, baking baking goods oh, right. business. So the Bannery, you can follow him on Instagram at the Bannery. Mm. Yeah. I saw some of the pictures; they're mouth watering. Yeah. Mm. I'm just gonna give my time to Red to explain why he is absent. Uh, <laughs> oh my God! What happened? Yeah, sorry to the Hawaiians. Ano, na, na, um, na ng oras. I was I was behind one hour, so yeah. Oh wala. my God! <laughs> Sayang no. <clears throat> the Master Chef episode. Pero I, I listened to the show. You did a very good job. Guys. Ah, so, thank so you. Proud of you. Although, may iba lang feedback sa akin. Mm. More awkward daw nung wala ka. They miss you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they miss you a lot. The chemistry yeah. is different. Yeah, you know? it's different though. Uh, so, I'm back. Yeah. Good thing you're here again. Okay. Jill. And I'm so excited about this topic. My comeback episode. Comeback episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to explain. I don't have any uh, things to really update you guys. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm just gonna explain the topic, why we chose Erasmus Mundus and what it is. So one of our episodes that has the highest number of listens is migrating abroad as a student. Yeah, Yeah, from Sydney, Australia. And I think lots of people became really curious how to migrate, you know, abroad as a student. So what we weren't able to discuss in detail because we just had like 30 minutes are the student life and also the process of obtaining scholarships. So we decided to go back to the topic of being an international student and dig deeper into how it is to study abroad, specifically in the field of media and journalism. So this time we will be joined by a professional journalist who is in Europe. Wow! To pursue her master's degree under a famous scholarship program. 
So Ro Roas is associated with her, so I'll let him introduce our guest. Alright, so our guest for this episode is a Filipino multimedia journalist with 11 years of experience in newswire, television, and digital media. She was Manila correspondent for the international news agency, Agence France Press. Ginugal ko pa kung paano yun sabihin na, so sana tama naman. A reporter for wow. Rappler and an executive producer for the ABS-CBN News Channel. She is currently doing an internship with the English-language newspaper, the Copenhagen Copenhagen Post in Denmark, and she's in Denmark to pursue a master's degree in journalism, media, and globalization under an Erasmus Mundus scholarship from the EU. So, e Hawaiians, let's all welcome Ayi Makarai! Yay! Hi, Ayi! Hello, grabe! Hi, everyone! Hi, e Hawaiians! I love it! And ni nice to join your podcast, and greetings yeah. from Denmark. Mm -hmm. Greetings. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. Ai, before I ask you our first question, I just wanted to say thank you first. Uh, tell, tell, tell our listeners what time it is right now in Denmark. <laughs> so in Denmark, it's currently six fifty-one a.m. Wow. <laughs> it's uh, very bright and sunny because it's summer here. But usually around winter this time, it's very dark because Denmark is in the north of Europe and. They hardly have any sun. So one yeah. of my main oh, no. things as a Filipino coming here was the shock of being in a country with no sun. And I learned to oh appreciate gosh. our wonderful Filipino summery, sunny weather. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah oh, I, I call Ayi friendly. Friendly. Oh, tell us about it. Why friendly? And she calls me not mediocre. Yes, I call Ro S or JR not mediocre. Tell them the story. <laughs> so we, we met actually um in Ateneo. So we mm. were both part of this um scholars uh, group organization, organization yeah. called Gabay. Mm -hmm. And so we had one of these meetings and like you know the usual games where you introduce yourself. So we were asked to pick like a word or two to describe yourself. I don't know why I picked friendly. I don't think it's very <laughs> accurate, but it's I easy. chose friendly. But then um, Roas chose not mediocre, which I think is actually a very um, a very standout way of describing yourself. Not mediocre. So ever since like we just make fun of it and it kind of stuck. So when we see each other, I'm like, hi, not mediocre. Hi, friendly. <laughs> So, so even when he was inviting me for this podcast, he was like, Hi, friendly! Can we interview you? this podcast. <laughs> so that's, that's our um, college history. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now, I'll, I'll dive into the question already. So, actually, we already your intro to Ayi because it's super haba because of all the achievements <laughs> that she had. Pero, Lots Ayi, of with, achievements. Yeah, with all the talents and skills that you that you have, why focus on pursue journalism? I think journalism is very important, especially in our context as Filipinos. You know, I always say that the Philippines, mm -hmm. you can say anything about it, but it is not a boring country. Like we right. have so yeah. many stories about our country and Filipinos. Of course, there's there's a lot of positive stories, a lot of inspiring, empowering stories. But of course, we also have to admit that 
there are many things in our society that must be exposed and as a journalist of course that's our job we report a lot about when i was in the philippines about corruption you know um political scandals human rights issues mm-hmm. so these are very important and yeah when i was in university uh, we were asked to choose a track so you could take most students take advertising mm-hmm. and then the second most famous one is like film and production and then i chose journalism <laughs> but mm-hmm. i think it's a it's a very meaningful profession and it's very needed in our right. country now more than ever i would say mm-hmm. Right, so, yeah, you know, I was also a media student. I, I took up uh, communication research in, in UP. But when I was in elementary and high school, I was also very active in journalism, but I, I didn't pursue it. But what are some of the um, uh, best parts, best things about being a journalist for you? I think the best thing about being a journalist is you're at the forefront of history, you know. It's uh, always said that journalism is the first like the rough draft of history yeah so when you're there as things happen so for instance when we covered the election of president duterte and of course it was a pivotal moment in the philippines and just being in that moment and meeting all these people up front Mm-hmm. And also the privilege to ask questions. Like right. um, my former editor, you know, Maria Ressa always says that one of the greatest things about being a journalist is you're the only one among many other um, professionals who can ask questions. Like right. you contact anyone in the world, you say mm-hmm. you're a journalist, and you can ask them a question, and you can get information. You can meet these people. So, like that, yeah, being part of history. Um, engaging with people from different fields so these are very um, very fulfilling very fulfilling part of the job right right I understand and okay so my next question okay hashtag defend press freedom has always been of paramount importance to democracy and one that is currently gaining momentum given the current political climate in the country so in the recent years the Philippines has sadly been dubbed as the deadliest peacetime country for journalists in Southeast Asia. So my question is, and I am saying this with nothing but full admiration, Ayi, because yeah. um, why the decision to stay in this field, even if it's considered as dangerous profession, especially in the Philippines? I decided to stay um, in journalism because I think it's very important, you know, um, precisely because uh, it's challenging precisely because we have um, a lot of political turmoil going on. Mm-hmm. It is important to pursue the profession and I think the industry itself um, needs dedicated, um, dedicated, experienced, excellent journalists and mm-hmm. to our credit, to the credit of many Filipino journalists, we have excellent journalists I would say. Like, if you go um, anywhere in Southeast Asia or in Asia in general, they would tell you, you know, Filipino journalists, you're, you're excellent. They're very courageous journalists, you know, who speak mm-hmm. truth to power. And I think that's something that we can take pride of. And ultimately, you go back to the purpose, you know, what's the purpose of journalism? We want to help people. We want to help citizens have the information they need in a democracy they need to know these issues these are not easy topics and mm-hmm. most of the time especially now people get turned off by the news because right. it's so negative 
But at the same time, it's important to convey um, information. And the challenge for us, of course, is to be able to do that without turning off people. Like to also present a more it's what it's gaining ground now what they call constructive mm-hmm. journalism like more right. solutions oriented journalism mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that it's not all like bad news yeah. uh just to um add because of course we've we've heard about the philippine journalism but also like in canada i've i've heard a lot of like the north american journalism right now and it is also like in in trouble because mm-hmm. of the administration in the US like you know fake news and they're they're not being um, given too much importance or they're actually being um, criticized a lot Um, Mm. what do you feel about that like for for journalists yeah globally I think it is one of the most uh, difficult moments for journalism because one, we face the rise of populists. So, of course, you have people like President Trump, President Duterte, and they um, question, they frontally challenge and criticize journalists, and they discredit right. our profession. Yeah. And they attack our profession. So, there's a lot of, um, in many countries, growing distrust of the media, mm-hmm. partly due to these populists. And at the same time, of course, with the rise of social media and digital media, there are also many people who question the so-called traditional media. People don't feel they trust uh, the media anymore and with the spread of fake news. Some people deliberately do that and they associate that to news organizations. Like nowadays, if a news organization makes a mistake, even if it's not deliberate, people would say it's fake news or yeah, there's yeah. like an yeah. agenda. Mm-hmm. So it's very challenging. These are very challenging times actually for journalists and also even financially. That's also mm-hmm. a problem because all of um, the advertising now goes to what we call the digital giants. So Facebook, mm-hmm. Google, mm-hmm. they're basically eating up, um, say, all the money. But mm-hmm like the news organizations still need to spend so if you notice and worsened by the coronavirus pandemic Mm -hmm. in the u.s in i'm not sure about canada but in the u.s there are many job job um there are many layoffs Mm -hmm. because like journalism is increasingly becoming um challenged economically challenged Mm -hmm. by the times so It's, it, it, these are difficult, difficult moments for journalism. Yeah, I admire you for you know being there. Stay strong. Mm, and I could <laughs> agree more. No, you mga journalists in the Philippines, they're really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they're very, very um, courageous, very strong. And mm, I would also really. point out we have a, a a long tradition of women, like women courageous. Courageous women journalists, even mm. dating back to the martial law era, mm-hmm. uh, what they call the mosquito press. These oh, were like wow. female journalists who challenged the Marcos dictatorship. Yeah. So wow. we we should be very proud of that. Yeah. yeah. Ay, iba tayo. Going to your life as an international <laughs> student. My life. Denver. Okay. Yes. So, um, how's the international student life in there, and how were you guys affected by the COVID nineteen pandemic? 
Okay, so international student life in Denmark, it's a bit interesting. Um, a lot of us, so I'm in the Erasmus Mundus program and it's basically a program with people from everywhere in the world. Like mm-hmm. our program in journalism, there are 64 of us. We come from 34 countries. Mm-hmm. So what's funny is that coming here, of course, I think that's naturally encounter culture shock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you, like you guys, you know, you land in a country with a different culture, a different language. So that's one of the things you struggle with at first. But in general, I would say um, life in Denmark. So Denmark is a Scandinavian country. It's in Northern mm-hmm. Europe. It's uh, one of the, they call it one of the richest and happiest countries in the world. So mm-hmm. it's pretty comfortable, happy. I would say. Happy. Super tangkad na mga tao ay. Yes, they're very tall. Oh. <laughs> they hot and they they are also hot. Wanna <laughs> <laughs> go to Denmark? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, um, you encounter um, culture shock, but another like in, in terms of that, like say here, it's it's often said that the Danes are like kind of cold or a mm-hmm. bit close. They're mm-hmm. a bit uh, aloof to say strangers or internationals. Of course, that's a generalization and a stereotype. So mm-hmm. that's something also that we had to, you know, deal with when we came here. How do you socialize? I mean, these kinds of things. How do you make friends? Yeah. Yeah. And um, on your question about the coronavirus pandemic, so I would say because Denmark um is credited for having one of the best responses to the coronavirus. Mm. So, um, at first, of course, it's not hard because, I, uh, it's not easy because they locked down immediately March 11. Oh. Like, as soon as we saw a spike in the cases in a number of days, immediately there was a lockdown. So, without warning, <laughs> we just found out that we didn't have school the next day because it was announced. It was a press conference by the Prime Minister, like, Wednesday night. And before that, like, we had no idea that, you know, the country was going to lock down. So, mm-hmm. then yeah. you just find out the next day, we're not going to school. Everything's being closed. Your gym is closed. All the restaurants are closed. And, yeah. you know, that was a bit surprising. And the first, we spent three months, around three months in lockdown. So, you just stay in your dorm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was quite challenging because that was also our exam season. And for me, my life then was just going from my room in the dorm to the kitchen. The room, mm-hmm. the kitchen, the room, the kitchen. And all at all, all of that time, you had to write a mini thesis. You had to write your exam. So it wasn't easy, but I'm glad that now uh, the country is reopening and things are becoming better. That's good. Uh, I I'm just curious. So, what pushed you to pursue further studies in Europe? Why not North America or UK? Um, I decided to um, study in Europe because I think it's a good way to have international experience. Mm-hmm. Europe is uh, very diverse, and like on a personal note, um, I've haven't been to Europe much. Actually, I've been here like once. A year ago on vacation but other than that you know to experience European life I haven't tried that and also of course mm-hmm. European universities also offer excellent education but more than anything on a practical note because I got a scholarship oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, for me, take for it, right? 
that's the that's for me that's the ultimate like um, deal breaker because yeah. honestly like studying abroad anyone would tell you is not cheap yes and yeah. to me I had to like because I got into another university I was accepted into this really amazing university in France and I really wanted to go but like it's so expensive and yeah. I had to decide whether I want to spend yeah. my life savings on a master's degree program of a year mm-hmm. or so when I got the scholarship I was like I think you know this is not very difficult to weigh mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean if you get a free education thanks to a scholarship as opposed to spending mm-hmm. like your entire bank account on on this so mm-hmm. that that made me decide right yeah i heard of erasmus mundus before uh, but to the benefit of e hawaiians can you tell us more about it and any advice to listeners who would like to follow your footsteps for erasmus okay so erasmus mundus is uh, the scholarship program of the european union mm. so it's the premier scholarship program so if you're familiar for instance in the us they have the Fulbright Scholarship. Ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the UK, they have the Shevening Scholarship. Australia Awards has mm-hmm. Australia. Australia has Australia Awards. New Zealand also has scholarships. Actually, there. Yeah, that's one thing for those who want to study abroad. There are many scholarships by yeah. different countries or. In the Philippines, countries. it's Kapusa Foundation. <laughs> 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 yeah, so yeah, going back, so many scholarships. Tawa tayo don. Meron naman daw, meron naman sa yup mga DOST scholars. Yeah, DOST. Yeah, DOST. Yeah. So yeah, so many scholarships. And yeah. So one thing you should know is that there are many out there, and so it it would be a good thing to explore and learn about these scholarships and what you think um, would work best for you of course they also have different requirements right so you have to look into that so for the erasmus mundus uh, what i like is that it basically covers all of europe so depending on your program um, and this is what makes it unique compared to the other scholarships in the erasmus mundus you can go live and study in at least two european countries oh, yes because for, for instance uh, of course um shivning is just the uk or fulbright is just the us mm-hmm. what what makes um erasmus mundus different is what they call mobility mm-hmm. so in my case we move after a year but actually for most erasmus mundus scholars they're moving like every other three or four months so some people can end up like living and studying in four different countries and of course you imagine like in terms of the cultural experience learning about um different environment meeting different people that's very beneficial like Mm -hmm. How many people can say, you know, I studied in four countries or two countries? Yeah, yeah, wow. That's so amazing. To me, that's, the, that's a good draw for Erasmus Mundus. Yeah, great. So, I, Roes told me that you're now learning French. Right? Any special reason for that? Is it a personal interest or is it a requirement for something else? Uh, so it was a personal interest, ah. but also because I worked previously worked for a French company, mm-hmm. so I found that it would be useful to to learn French, and I still continue to learn it here. 
Ah, nice. Um, what about Danish? Are you also le- learning Danish? How I wish I would learn Danish. <laughs> um, the thing is, it used to be offered for free for foreigners here, but because of a change in government, not anymore. So, mm. it, like to me, it wasn't in terms of financial reasons. It wasn't practical to learn Danish, but I would love to because you know that's the best way to integrate into another country to learn the mm. language. But I didn't really have the opportunity, so unfortunately not. Let's see. This is a, a very important question for most of the listeners that we um, that, who listen to us. Um, while you're studying, uh, are you also allowed to work in in Denmark? Yes. Um, usually, it would depend on your visa. So uh, they would specify. For instance, in our case, we can work. I think twenty hours a week. Ah, okay. Um, during the regular school year, but for summer, you can work. All the time. Full time. That mm. would depend on your visa and the country issuing the visa. Mm. But I, I imagine because you're taking up master, so you're too busy. Hindi mo na, hindi ka na nag-work. Or are you working now, part time? Uh, I'm doing an internship, but unfortunately, it's not paid. <laughs> <laughs> but but many of my classmates they're able to work, and mm. you can make good money because I like, hear the the minimum wage is very high. Ah, yeah. okay. So matas ang standard of living. Yeah. It's very high. It's very expensive. <laughs> oh my god! Really? So Den- Denmark, um, the Scandinavian countries, so Denmark, Sweden, Norway, mm. um, these are the most expensive. Some of the most expensive countries in the world. So Denmark is the most expensive country in the EU. So mm-hmm. you can imagine how challenging that is for a student. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So besides um, the expenses, what are the other challenges that you guys encounter there? Do you ex- actually experience like discrimination or racism? So I have friends, uh, fellow Filipino students, who experience racism during the coronavirus crisis. Like oh, no. there were people who shouted at them, "Corona, Corona!" And oh my gosh! I think just in general because. Um, the society is quite homogeneous. It's diverse. It's becoming diverse, but still, it's predominantly white. So we stand out, you know, just because of the color of our skin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not men. It's not majority of people, but there are still some people, and they're just not used to seeing non-whites, and it sometimes could be a problem. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I guess the the world it's still normal. And not actually normal, like it's still common across the world, no? I mean, yeah, it's, racism is very much still a problem in the world. Mm. Um, besides learning in academic right now, what are the like life lessons that you have learned so far? And, you know, especially living abroad uh, by yourself as an international student. For me, it's really like independence. Like, if you live and study or work abroad, it's uh, all on you, right? You learn mm-hmm. to do things on your own. You leave your comfort zone in the Philippines, your family and friends. Like here, for instance, no one's gonna cook for you. No one's gonna do like all your errands for you. You have to learn it. And just the logistics of, you know, your visa, things mm-hmm. like opening a bank account, like all these um, mm-hmm. very... Uh, practical things uh-huh. you have to learn it on your own so you learn to be more independent yeah. also I think in Europe what's a good thing you learn is you learn to be so straightforward especially oh, in oh yeah okay they say things 
as they are. There's no double meaning. There's no trying to be no polite. euphemism. Yes. <laughs> they will tell oh you to your face how you think, and of course, it's a bit shocking for us Filipinos. Mm. Like you say what you want, you know. And yeah. I appreciate that actually. I think honesty is good. Being straightforward is good. Like you're not second guessing. So yeah, that's good. I think I for prefer us that now actually. Yeah. Yeah, it gives you confidence and. Mm-hmm. You speak your mind. Yeah. yeah if, you, if you wanna say no, just say no. I can't. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and that's gonna be respected. If you say right, yeah. right. You yeah. know, life is too short for mind games. I, I like exactly. being uh, right <laughs> and upfront. We're, yeah. we're too polite. Filipinos yeah. are too polite. Yeah. I agree. I yeah. think they're too polite. Yeah. Or we're just too I, considerate about the feelings of others. But yeah, that's another story. Yeah. So Ayu, what's next for you? Any any plans uh, immediately after MA or you're just focusing on your master's first. So what's next for me? Um, in August, I'm gonna move to Amsterdam. That's uh, my second Ooh, move. Nice. Oh my, my gosh! Dream place. place! Oh my god! <laughs> so that's, um... I want to do, do anything in Netherlands. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the second year of my studies in Erasmus Mundus. So it, in my case, it's Denmark and Netherlands. The mm. Netherlands. So I'll finish uh, my degree there and do my thesis. And after that, to be honest, I still don't know. I'm very much open to where life takes me. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it's staying in Europe or coming back to Asia, I still mm-hmm. do believe that I think Asia is going to be the center. Like, news is going to be in Asia. Like, yes. you know, Asia yeah. is the rising power. So, yeah. definitely, I see myself in the long term being back in Asia. In like, Asia. how soon? Yeah. I don't know yet. But I think that's that's going to be Go for it. We, we miss you in Asia. Well, we miss you in Asia. You have to come back. <laughs> Asia misses you. Asia misses you so much. Yeah. yeah because we're we're like, every day, halos, nakikita ko si Ai sa, ano, sa Rappler or sa anywhere oh, yeah. So, yeah. search for articles more. exciting times ahead for you we're so excited for you yeah and speaking of exciting times every interview namin meron kami like gimmick segment so I oh, created one I specifically this. for okay. you yeah. Um, okay. I think nung nag national press conference kayo Red and I you know the copy reading and headline uh, copy reading oh, and headline writing na ano na oh, 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 no. oh, oh, national level ah. <laughs> oh really? Yes. Yeah, so, so this one we will not um, do the copy reading part of course just the headline writing so I um, with the sentences that I'm gonna say you just think that on top of your head what's your headline for that specific news or feature okay Headline. Okay. Yeah, the headline for that. Okay, first one. Um, K-pop band BTS growing popularity around the world. K-pop ruling the world. Mm-hmm. Ah yes. The backlash that Ellen DeGeneres has faced in 2020. Uh, Ellen faces downfall. Uh-huh. Ah. And the vaccine for COVID-19 <laughs> is discovered and launched around the world. Finally, our savior. Uh, if a fish dies from drowning. <laughs> oh, the irony. Uh, <laughs> if an old man turned 98, won the lottery, the lottery and died the next day. Isn't it ironic? <laughs> if you it's win this universe. Raise the flag. <laughs> if, a man, if a man is able to live and land, land and live on Mars. Triumph for humanity. If it is discovered oh, that Hogwarts it. School of Witchcraft and Wizardry is actually true and real. 
every kid's dream come true. Oh, and finally, if you write an article about this podcast guesting, and I you was, should write it. <laughs> I was grilled, but it was fun. Oh my god, oh, that's cool. It's <laughs> like 11 years of experience, no? That's right. That's right. So smart, Ayi. Ayi, any message for Ihawaians or shout out to, to any of your friends who might listen to this? Yeah. yeah, for me, I think because we're talking about scholarships, right? Like, to mm. those who want to pursue this, like, go for it is what I would say, you know? You're not gonna get it if you don't apply. And just there's just even in my case, girl, there's so many hesitations, so questions, uncertainty. What if this? What if that? What if I don't get in? I say just go for it because it's gonna be so worth it, and it's gonna change your life, and mm-hmm. you're gonna get and learn so much from it. So just yeah. go. Wow! Wow! The Hawaiians, you heard that? Go yeah. For it. yeah. Just go for it. Coach time. Co-time. Co-time oh, first. Okay. okay. Co-time first. So this is one of Ai's favorite uh, quotes. So in the realm of factual reporting and the making of news, the media have only one responsibility. It is to make the world intelligible. For it is only in its intelligibility that the world, the others who in live in that world, but we who also live in it become human by Roger Silverstone. Wow. wow. Why did you choose that quote, Jill? I'm so impressed by your research. I'm so impressed by your research, huh? Yeah, our research team is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I my insight about it is just what you have said. Um, it's all about um, being informed. Uh, you, you have like the responsibility um, to to give information to people, factual information, and then let the people decide what to do for their lives. So I, I think that's very important because like journalists um, make it easier for us to really see the truth because mm-hmm. um, sometimes it, it's not what we think it is, right? So, yeah. yeah. Red, yeah. any insight? Um, so I've, I, I've always thought, I've always believed that some jobs are just jobs, but some are vocations. I think being a journalist is a, a vocation, yeah. you know, people are made to be one of them. So I'm really um, amazed and impressed by Ayipa for being a journalist for us. So thank you, Ayi. Thank you for being the bastion of light in this very dark Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm so inspired. I'm so happy. Like, I can still remember Ayi um, nung sa Ateneo pa lang kami and all that. And I, I actually see her grow. Like, mm. I'm really Aww. like following and watching her and just like so proud of what you've become and all your achievements. So, congrats. And what you will everything. be. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Just a quick question. Wow. Are you dating someone? So I hope my uh, my relatives are not listening. <laughs> no, no, I think this is funny. It's actually interesting. It's like what the coronavirus can do to you. Uh, like, yeah. 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 It's it yeah. sparked all these um things. 
Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. On Thank that you. note, please follow and DM us on our social media accounts. You can follow us, listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Just search for Iho Iho Show. Facebook is Iho Iho Show. Twitter and Instagram is yes Iho Iho Show. <laughs> Email at Iho Iho Show at gmail.com. Oh yes. So and this has been your Iho Iho Show Season 2 with Jill Red and Raw S. Join us again on our next episode. Bye, leaders. Iho Hawaiians. Bye. Bye, Iho Hawaiians. Thanks, Thank Bye. Bye. We're doing, doing the Zoom yeah. wave. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>